0: All right, we've got more news to get to here on your Tuesday. We're going to look at Canada. Why is Canada banning, trying to ban Tucker Carlson? Um, I was Anyway, I, it's funny. I was texting Tucker a little while ago about this, and uh, it's real. It's real, and they're trying to ban Tucker Carlson from going into Canada. We're going to find out what their plan is to keep him away from giving a speech there, and what do they say about Tucker Carlson? Is it his anti-war stance? Is it his anti-violence stance? It is... Uh, anti zelensky stance. What is it? Is his anti-Nazi stance? There's a lot of Nazis now in Canada. Uh, They sought refuge there after World War II. So maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Let us know your thoughts on that. We'll get to that. The tolerant left in Canada is at it once again. Now trying to ban Tucker Carlson from entering the country in January of this year. They don't want him to give a speech. So what in the world is happening in Canada? Let's check in with David Creighton, who's in Ottawa. David why are you guys trying to keep tucker out of your country
1: well i am certainly not i am a huge (laughs) fan of tucker (laughs) and i i love what he's doing for media for journalism he's coming to calgary on january 24th and he will be interviewing premier daniel smith the alberta premier daniel smith i think this is a wonderful opportunity to introduce Canadi- more Canadians to Tucker Carlson. And I think he has a lot of fans up here. When he was on Fox, uh, a lot of Canadians watched his show, despite the difficulties in getting Fox on cable for, for many, many years up here. But I, I think it's a great idea. He's coming to Calgary. And if there's any hope for Canada, it lies in politicians like Daniel Smith in Alberta, who stands up against the woke crowd, who dared to stand up against COVID-19 mandates and to say that this was this, these were ridiculous, that these were ineffective and discriminatory. She had the guts to say that, that these were discriminatory measures. So if there's any hope for Canadian politicians, I certainly think Daniel Smith is chief amongst that class. And I'm very happy to see Tucker coming. But yeah, some idiot out there has sponsored a petition on change.org. I just looked at it this morning to see how it's going since I wrote the story. It's up to about 2,700 signatures, you know, as people. So <laughs> that's, that's not a lot, but I, I can't believe anybody uh, would actually have a petition asking Prime Minister Justin Trudeau to not allow Tucker Carlson to cross the border. It's ludicrous.
0: What is their reasoning for this? Like, what are what are they objecting to that Tucker has said? Is it his anti-war stance? Is it his position on Ukraine? Is it his anti-Nazi stance? I know Canada is home to a lot of uh, Nazis who left uh, after World War II and fled to Canada uh, to be there. So I know that uh, maybe speaking out against Nazis is a bad thing. Uh, What do you think it is that they really dislike about Tucker up there in Canada?
1: Well, I think it's undoubtedly his stand on, on the war in Ukraine, that he he thinks enough is enough, stop sending billions of dollars to this war, stop fomenting the war, stop keeping the war going. I think that's re- the reason, as you said many times, he was fired from Fox News, and I think that's the real reason. But the the opposition leader in Alberta, the leader of the provincial New Democratic Party, which are a bunch of socialists, Rachel Notley, Talked about Tucker Carlson being hateful. She kept saying hateful, 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 and she says the fact that the premier believes it's appropriate to normalize the things this person says, wh- like what, like what, Nothing. give us an example. Uh, and you know, she accuses Tucker Carlson of being a white supremacist, of of believing in, in 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 crackpot theories about eliminating all the non-whites from society. I mean, th- these are all. Crackpot theories coming from crackpots. These Tucker Carlson has never exposed, in all the years I've been listening to him, any white supremacist ideas. He is opposed to the war in Ukraine, as I am, as you are. And a lot of people are opposed to the war in Ukraine. But Tucker Carlson does not represent some kind of political extremism. And I think it's interesting. That when he entered the Madison Square Garden on the weekend with Donald Trump by his side, he had a standing ovation. I mean, in huge cheers from New York City where he's supposed to be like anathema and Donald Trump is supposed to be so evil. It, It interests me that I think these people represent such a small, marginalized minority of people who really hate Tucker Carlson because he's got the guts to take journalism where it simply won't be taken elsewhere and he's and he's left Fox News he had his he held his head up high and he's he's got the biggest show on X now formerly known as Twitter so he's now become part of independent journalism and he's doing what a lot of other people are doing fighting back outside of those boundaries because when you're in as you know so well when you're working within legacy media your hands are shackled and your, and your tongue is not free to speak.
0: Well, it's hilarious. I mean, it's hilarious that thousands of people don't want someone to speak. And, of course, this speaks to the idea of the tolerant left, right? The idea that the left is supposed to be a place where all ideas are welcome. Free speech. We embrace free speech on campus. The idea that you could go to a college campus and give a speech with differing view, opinions and different views. And then, of course, we've seen the erosion of of free speech, we've seen the erosion of the tolerant left, this idea of the tolerant left has all but collapsed. Now we will shout you down, we will silence you, we will cancel you, we will block you on social media, we will have uh, these social media companies uh, do their bidding to block you and take you offline. And the the Canadian government under the leadership of Justin Trudeau is specifically targeting those on the right and those who have conservative views.
1: Very definitely. I remember growing up, and a lot of my teachers in high school and in university had gone through the 1960s and had been somewhat radicalized by those years. But what was interesting is that that generation believed in free speech, and they allowed people like me who disagreed with some of the things they said to voice that opposition, to, to have a voice of dissent in the classroom. And I think that's very telling because the left today, the woke left, will broke no criticism, will not tolerate any dissent, will not listen to any views other than their own. And we're seeing this not just in the media, but in politics and especially in education, where people, the teachers and the professors that I knew are no longer welcome at universities because they allow people to talk back. They allow people to disagree. They allow an open discourse, an open debate. That is something the left has long forgotten, at least the woke left, what we're dealing with today. These people can't even really call themselves socialists or liberals. They are fascists in every sense of the word. They are fascists who want to clamp down on anybody who doesn't agree with them. And as you said, Justin Trudeau is one of them. He is running his government, not like a liberal, small l, or large liberal government. He's running his government increasingly like a fascist government that clamps down on dissent. And as I've said a hundred times now to anybody who's listening, the worst is yet to come with the Online Safety Act. We saw it in the UK. It was introduced a couple of months ago, and it's going to happen in Canada. And I don't know what we have to do or can do to stop Justin Trudeau from doing this because and this might be a nice segue to the next, the next uh, topic, he seems pretty guaranteed to propping up his government now with the support of opposition parties in the House of Commons, and that's a frightening prospect.
0: So to our non-Canadian viewers and to our Canadian viewers who are watching and might not understand what's actually happening in Parliament right now and what the Trudeau government is trying to do to try to remain in power, can you break it down for us? How is Trudeau trying to hang on to power there in Canada?
1: Well, he already reached a loose coalition with the New Democratic Party. This is the Socialist Party. Uh, They only have about 25 seats in the House of Commons, but it's just enough for Trudeau to retain a majority of votes on any confidence motions. Now, they've been wavering of late because they're worried about losing their base because a lot of the people who vote New Democrat are saying, why are you siding with Trudeau on so many of these policies that we can't agree with and that we're uncomfortable with? And a lot of the caucus members are feeling the same way. So when the NDP voted with the Conservatives on a motion to extend this carbon tax pause, as Trudeau calls it, Trudeau got worried and he started looking for more support in the House of Commons. And he had a secret meeting with the Bloc Québécois, which is an outright separatist party. They want Quebec to separate from Canada. That's all they're about. They're not there for any degree of federalism. They are only in the House of Commons to try to entice Quebec to separate, to fight for that. Now Trudeau has forged some kind of alliance with the bloc. He won't say what he promised them. He won't say if it's financial. He won't say what kind of goodies he had to hand over to the separatists to get his way. But we know a deal was reached. And this is quite ironic, because the one thing you can say about Trudeau's father, who was Prime Minister for about 15 years in Canada, despite all of his faults and failings, he at least was a true Federalist who did not support Separatism. And he went out of his way to say that on many occasions. He would never have worked with Separatists to prop up his government. But Justin Trudeau has no ethics. He has no morality. He is the most amoral, prime minister that I can remember, and I do believe in Canadian history. He will do whatever he wants to do or has to do to maintain his grip on power. That's two more years. And I believe in those next two more years, he can inflict more damage on this country than he's already done in eight years. And the potential for catastrophe, not just economic, but social and, and political is so is so obvious then i that i am i am frightened for the prospect of of the of this of this country's future right now
0: i am too i have to say to me you know back in the day and i'll just get you out of here on this back in the day when i was in uh, i think elementary school i had to write uh, reports on the provinces of canada in the united states i had to learn about canada and I was fascinated by this country and i thought oh what a peaceful place what a beautiful place but, you know very tolerant place and And uh, it's in many ways unrecognizable to those young elementary school eyes that I had back in the day. And I can't tell you just the stories that we hear out of Canada, the clamping down on media, the clamping down on independent press, free speech. um, It's really, really troubling and trying to ban Tucker Carlson uh, from from Canada. um, It's 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 remarkable. David Creighton, though, is not trying to ban Tucker Carlson from Canada. Uh, you can read his great writings over at the Post Millennial, also his YouTube channel, Craydon's Right. David, uh, keep fighting the good fight up there in Canada. Hopefully we can restore Canada to its former glory.
1: Hopefully. And uh, my prayers are always also with the United States, because I used to always go across the border and say, I feel a, ha- a lot freer. I'm in the United States. But I think that United States had much more to do with Ronald Reagan than it ever will with Joe Biden. And I, I hope the United States as well regains the freedom and the sense of liberty that
0: country always had.
1: And so we have a job ahead of us.
0: I agree. I think we, you know, we can foment change from the inside, both in Canada and the United States. Let's remake North America for the better. Uh, that'll be our mission here at Redacted. Thank you, David. Great to see you as always.
1: Thank you so much, Clayton. Thanks, David. Appreciate it. That's something- Hi, this is David Creighton from Creighton's Right and Stand on Guard. Join the resistance, resolve to resist, become a member of this station. I've been practicing journalism in one form or another for over 30 years. I've worked in print, radio and television for a lot of prestigious publications and media outlets. I was an armed forces public affairs officer. I worked in Parliament Hill. I know how Ottawa works. I know how corrupt federal government can be. But you can play a part in opposing Justin Trudeau's government and Justin Trudeau's plans for Canada. You can become a part of the Creighton's right resistance. Now, I urge you today, please support this station in any way you can. Ring that bell, subscribe, because that ensures you're at least going to continue to be able to watch these episodes. You'll beat the algorithm. But more importantly, I need your financial support. I hate to ask, but that's what I'm doing. I made a decision to pursue independent media because I believe it was the best possible route for me to take as a journalist and as a concerned citizen of Canada. So you can become a part of that. And at only $5, you can become a part of that on YouTube, on Substack, and with buy me a copy, a one-time donation. But I need your support. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. If you've already done that, if you're already supporting a station, thank you. But if you haven't, make that decision today.